Welcome to Beyond the Tools, the podcast that helps contractors attract more leads, grow their business, and finally get off the tools. In each episode, you'll discover marketing tactics that work. You'll get actionable insights from other successful contractors and connect with experts to help you grow. I'm your host, Crystal Hobbs, owner of a social media agency that helps contractors attract and convert more leads. Get ready to take your business to the next level so you can finally enjoy the fruits of your hard labor. Ready? Let's go. Welcome back to Beyond the Tools. I'm your host, Crystal Hobbs. I've just gotten back from a little hiatus. I took some vacation time, spent some time catching up, but now I am so excited to bring you all these great new interviews with HVAC and other trade owners. Today on the podcast is no different. We've got an incredible interview with Jennifer Reynolds from Genergy Air Services. Jen's company is based in Florida, and not only is she super energetic and entertaining, which you guys will hear shortly, she is also a whip-smart business owner who has gone through some pretty significant transitions and challenges in her business which has led to even more significant growth. So today, Jen takes us through what some of those big transitions were, including her husband and head technician stepping away from the company. Jen talks about how she handled that, what they did to make sure that they were still delivering an incredible service, and how ultimately all of these pivots and challenges and opportunities led her to grow the company from just a few people to over 13 employees today. So I'm going to take a note from Jen's notebook here and jump in feet first. We're going to go right to the interview. So let's check it out. I'm thrilled to welcome today's guest, Jennifer Reynolds of Genergy Air Services. Welcome to the show, Jen. Thanks for having me. So I love your story of how you got into the trades. And I know like many of our listeners, you know, you had your father ran a company in the trades, but I'm curious, I guess, how, how did you transition? How did you get into the trades and transition from that to running your own business? It's kind of been like a long journey. So, um, well, my, my father was a commercial AC guy that worked for a large department store. And I actually married an AC guy. I started dating one because I thought I found a guy that my dad would finally approve of. And, uh, and he was a really nice, tall, handsome AC guy. And his father owned an air conditioning company. So fast forward a year and a half later, I'm pregnant. And I'm working in a job that I don't like. And his dad had a small company. And he was like, you know, why don't you come work for me? Why don't you start he was trying to get more organized and he wanted me to enter invoices into QuickBooks. And so I sat in his office for days and days and my belly grew bigger and bigger and entered all the customers in for him, started answering phones for him and dispatching. And then his company was growing. And so he finally built an office. He made me a dispatcher. And so I was like learning AC, answering phones. I've always had a really good personality as far as phones. Well, and in real life too. And so I really liked dispatching and talking on the phone to customers and um, really helped him grow his business. Then we decided to part ways. We'll just say that nicely. 
And I took on a career in the gym industry because I had gained a lot of weight while working for him. And I just had a baby and I decided to go on a diet and I lost a hundred pounds, lost a hundred pounds and wanted to work in in an environment where I would stay fit and motivated. So I've got a job at a gym and uh, I don't know, became a personal trainer, did all these great things in the gym industry, got pregnant again. Cause you know, you're a personal trainer and husband can't keep his hands off you. So <laughs> then I got pregnant and did a bodybuilding show right after that. And after that, I decided that I needed more time with my kids, my father-in-law invited me to come back and work for him. But now he's working for a franchise. He bought into a franchise, which I won't name. And they were telling him that women can do sales. Women should do sales. And I was working at a gym doing very well in sales. And he thought, well, Jen's got a good personality. She's kind of like a Tom girl. Let's get her to come in. And he put me through all these sales classes. And I started doing sales for him, for his company. And um, did a lot of sales for him, but mostly started marketing. Because I realized that if the phone didn't ring, I didn't have appointments. I wasn't making money. Right. And I'm not going to sit and wait for somebody to feed me. I'm going to feed myself. So someone suggested I start networking. And I'm like, what's what's networking? And didn't really know what it was. So I go into these meetings, people are passing out their business cards and talking about their business and saw an opportunity for me to really promote his brand and the company. And so I was going to every meeting I could think of and uh, joined chambers of commerces and Finally got invited to a BNI chapter, which I'm not sure. Is there BNI up where you are? It's an, it's international. Yeah. yeah, where I am, no, but in other parts of Canada, yes. Okay. BNI was really great for me because it was like a one per industry type group and basically just made friends all over the community on behalf of his AC company and was growing his business like crazy service and sales. And I was tracking through the software, all the different groups that I was in and who would call from what. Hmm. And I realized that I had brought him in like $1.2 million in business. And, and I was only getting paid like this much money, you know, and I was like, "Hmm, there's some value to what I'm doing for him. And, you know, granted there was things that he was taking care of, like, you know, bought me a car and he was paying for it, which is a tax write-off that I know now and uh, gas and things, but I wanted to make more money. So I asked him for a raise. I said, look, I brought you in, showed him the reports from the software. This is much money I brought in for you. And I think it's time that I, I make more money. And he's like, you don't need more money. You already have a nice house and a nice car. And I was like, well, I'd like to have a nicer house and a nicer car. And I think that I'm worth that. And he just kind of dismissed it. Like it, the numbers were fake. Right. And, and I was like, well, I quit. I'm, I'm leaving. This is my two week notice and I'm not going to work for you anymore. So I get a job at a marketing company. And I was actually, it was kind of perfect because it was the company that I had hired to do our website for our business, the former business that I worked for. And they got a huge account with Carrier. And so now they were looking for someone to sell marketing to air conditioning companies. And I had the AC knowledge and the marketing experience. So I traveled the state of Florida meeting carrier dealers and sitting down and helping them redesign their websites and their social media campaigns and helping them rebrand. So it was fun, but I was traveling a lot. And at that time I had two foster kids and two kids of my own living at my house. So my husband got this bright idea to start a business and start our own company because he's a licensed contractor. And I was like, oh no, I did not want to leave a steady paycheck. There's some fear to that. And um, he said, we can do it, we can do it. And I was like, ah, all right, fine, let's just do it. So we just 
dove in and I used all my, my marketing buddies at my company to help me create like the idea behind my brand. I tapped into my network at B&I for all my, my logoing, my printing, my you know invoices, my website creation, my business card creation. I had this team of people that I had close relationships with that did what I needed to start a business. And, um, and we, we started the brand, Genergy Air Services. And we called ourselves Genergy Air because people always call me Genergy because I have, as you guys know now, a lot of energy. <laughs> and it's kind of a contagious form of energy. People love being around me and networking. I'm bouncing around the room, talking to millions of people. And it just kind of became a thing. So, and it was started in the gym industry. And I worked for gyms. Mm. I was, you know, working out a lot and probably drinking a lot of caffeinated beverages too. And um, they're like, someone, one of my boss says, he's like, you, we need to bottle up your energy and sell it. He's like, we'll call you Genergy. And I was like, oh, love Genergy. That's like perfect. Yeah. So that's what we named the company because Genergy and energy and energy savings and air conditioning go hand to hand. And it just stuck. And I remember telling my father-in-law, it's like, we're starting our own company and we're going to call it Genergy Air Services. It's like, nobody's going to call a company named Genergy. Well, guess what? They're calling now. Mm. So, <laughs> so that's kind of how it came to be. And um, my husband and I decided to make me the majority owner because we wanted to take advantage of the women-owned business benefits. And yeah, that's kind of how the company got started was basically... I don't know, my, my network, knowing that I had a network of people that were already following me on social media. Yeah. I think I had that time, like 3000 followers on Facebook and just I, that I could spread the word and just start networking on behalf of my own business instead of his business. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we could make the phone ring and it, it worked. It definitely yeah. worked. Amazing. So you essentially, you know, were able to build this community of people who were, interested in you generally and and building those relationships and that really helped kind of propel your growth like right from the start. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. And I think it's really interesting because I don't see it a ton in the trades how you've used a personal brand approach. So like putting yourself out there. And I think that's something that I definitely admire about what you're doing. But can you tell us a little bit about how you've used your own personality in your branding. Yeah, that's actually kind of funny because in my my logo, which I'm sure you guys will see, I'm flexing my bicep. And I am like the Rosie the Riveter of air conditioning, but kind of combining my gym background and I'm a, a competitor or I have been a competitive bodybuilder in the past and I've lost a hundred pounds. So people see me and they'll like flex their arm, you know, they'll pop <laughs> up my bicep. And so, yeah, I... And I, my branding too. So I don't really advertise a lot, but I do play a commercial at two local movie theaters that you have to go to and you sit down and you order dinner. And I paid for the premiere spot. And the commercial is very entertaining. It's very much like me, energetic, bubbly. It's a musical where I have people dancing and stuff, you know? <laughs> and that's kind of why, how our company is too. It's like, it's fun. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, it's serious, but I want everybody to have a good time. It's lighthearted and laughing. And when I'm in customers, because I do in-home sales as well. And when I'm in the home, you know, kids will see me and they're like, oh, are you the girl from the movie theater? And I'm like, yes, I am. And they're so excited. We'll take a selfie and I'll post it on Facebook and, and all my trucks, you know, my branding is, it's me. So yeah, I really started, this is something that other people need to understand. Instead of going 
spreading myself too thin. I started with a small town that I, mm. I knew I went to grow up in. And so I joined the Chamber of Commerce, the Rotary Club. I sponsored events that kids were going to be at because kids have parents. And when kids like you and they've got a tattoo of you, which I have tattoos of my logo on them, on their arm, they've got candy in them. They got to sit with me and hang out with me. Their parent and I post their pictures on social media too. And their parents, friends will tag them, you know, just yeah. showing that they're kicking with me at an event. It really helps like to see that kids trust me. And I don't know, I just brand myself as this fun, loving person. And I'm always like this too at restaurants and at the grocery store. I bring my cat to the grocery store, which is another story. <laughs> but yeah, I have really personally branded myself. So yeah, so I don't drink in public anymore because of that. <laughs> you like, know no I mean? one recognize me, please. No, I'm like, I'm going to start wearing sunglasses now when I go out in public. <laughs> they don't know who I am. During COVID, masks really helped too. But um yeah, I have really kind of put a personal spin on it. And my logo is, is like everywhere. You know, people really enjoy it. They like it. Every sales guy that walks in my door is like, I really like your logo, you know, because it's colorful and it's me. So, and I put it on the back of my t-shirts and I tell my guys, I'm, I got your back, literally, like I'm on your back. So that's, yeah, that's a long version of how I became, <laughs> I branded my company. Yeah. But just being there, boots on the ground, uh, meeting people, passing on business cards, sponsoring events. Uh, doing charity work with my t-shirt on, you know, putting that charity work on social media as well. I'm on committees to raise money for huge um, events here that uh, we're raising money right now for the Green Berets and also for um, children who are survivors of, of human trafficking right now. And I'm a major sponsor for that. And I put a lot of hours into going to meetings and getting donors and, but just meeting as many people as possible, but also saying, Hey, by the way, I own an air conditioning company. If you need something, call me. And that little effort right there puts you in their minds. They put your business card in their hand and eventually everybody is going to need an air conditioner, plumbing, electrical, roofing. But when they think they know somebody, that's the power behind branding. They have to know you, trust you, like you, and then know how to get a hold of you. And that's how the business starts. Love that. And I think that makes total sense that, you know, everything that you've built has been around building those relationships and having yourself infused in your brand is a way to do that at a bigger scale. Yeah. Amazing. So I'd love to kind of dig in a little bit into the last couple of years because I know Genergy Air Services has really grown and you've also gone through some really interesting transition. So tell me a little bit about some of the big changes that have happened in your business in the last couple of years. So being married to a technician and an installer for years, um, and then having him in the business, I want to say my husband, you know, probably has been doing AC for about 30 years. Since he was a teenager, he's been installing air conditioners for his father. And he kind of had a mindset of make it easy. And he also isn't very financially driven. Okay. My husband just likes to have enough money in the bank to have food on the table, beer in the fridge, come home and relax. And he's not a go-getter. So the beginning of our business, when he put me in the side of a truck and made me the majority owner of the business, I think he probably regrets that sometimes because <laughs> I'm so driven and I want to succeed. I mean, everything I've ever done, I've I've just done it 150%, you know? And so now I'm a brand and a logo and he thinks he's going to have an easy living, 
when he's the my main technician and installer. Now that wasn't the case. So has went through some situations where he got burnout. And burnout is the thing in the industry where they work so hard, especially in hot, I mean, Florida summers, they're like seven months long. And the humidity here in those attics, I've been in them. Now I know why he complained about them. I was crawling in an attic yesterday and I'm like hitting my head on roofing nails. And um, I just, it's tough. And so when I, he would complain about it, I'm, I'm, I don't care. We have $6,000 to make, go, go to work. And I had no empathy for him. Right. So it took a toll on a relationship. And about a year and a half ago, he was like, that's it. I'm done. I want to sell. I can't work with you anymore. And I didn't understand why he would want to sell a company that was on the up. We were growing. We had four employees now instead of just two and me. And um, he wanted to sell. And I considered it. And I called in some other AC um, owners that I knew and trusted that were going to expand to my area. And I brought them into the business. And I was like, what do you think? And they're like, Jen, if I were you, I would not sell. You're onto something here and it would be foolish for you to sell your business because your husband doesn't want to work anymore. So luckily somebody came into my business and was referred to me by somebody that I met in the community that knew a guy that wanted to do sales. And we, I brought him in, told him a situation and he's like, look, let your husband take a three month break, let him go find himself for three months. And I will come in and I will teach you how to run this business because I didn't know technical. I don't know anything about repairing air conditioners or job costing. You know, I know how to make the phone ring. I know how to answer phones and run an office. Right. So we spent three months and worked with me really closely and basically taught me how to run the company without my husband. He brought other guys in from other businesses that were very, very knowledgeable. And this is how I was able to let my husband transition out of the business. I got other guys to come on board. And, you know, I find that when they come to work with me, they, they love it because they're used to cranky guys. that are like, oh, your numbers are low, you know, or you're on that job for six hours too long, you know. And I, I, I now know how to be that guy, but to do it with a smile on my face and expectations in my heart, you know, right. and to create a fun work environment because they're still here. You know, they've been working for me now for almost two years and, um, and they enjoy coming to work every day. And they say they love it because it's just, they love being a part of this family environment. So long story short, two years, we had COVID and in Florida, everybody had to work from home and COVID came just before spring, which is our summer basically. And so now people are working from home and they have to live in their crappy air conditioning. You know, the stuff they can ignore and go to the office every day is now their office. So they're not traveling. They're not spending money on gas. So they're buying air conditioning systems. And that really helped us grow our business too. And then we of course had the PPP loans here from our wonderful government. And that helped infuse us with money that I could now invest back into the company and market. And we also, by chance, got this great office opportunity to move out of like, we were in a classroom, a little room in the back of this building. And we got opportunity to have this huge office with like 5,000 square feet of warehouse and 1,200 square foot of office space. It's right on a major road for very little. Mm. So we've been here now for a year and this location has just been so amazing. Just giving us so much exposure to 60,000 cars a day that drive by right in the center of our county with my yellow trucks all lined up with my happy face and bicep <laughs> on the side, you know, and I just branded the heck out of the windows in the front. And I've been acquiring more people, more people. And just recently, one of my major competitors that I always respected because they did business the right way. Because, you know, you have those competitors that you're like, mm, they're shady. And this company, I really respected and they sold. They got that million plus dollar offer. And they're like, all right, I'm out. And when they sold, 
they sold to a private equity firm that just buys up businesses, combines them, and changes the culture of the business. And their employees weren't happy with the new culture. And so they were asking me for jobs. And I was like, come on, let's go. You know, so I'm buying trucks and um, so now I've basically combined my company with this company. Well, four of their core employees, because um, they had a lot more employees than four, and our cultures are combining, and we're just we're having a great time. Yeah, and we're also attracting some of the old customers from the former business because now they know where their people are. Right, and it's been helping us with our growth as well. So I guess that good energy, the good energy, energy, you know, just attracts people, attracts employees, and really helped me grow over the past. So now, by the way, I just, I've been the last year studying to get my contractor's license, and I just passed my test a month ago. So I will be a licensed mechanical contractor in the next two weeks. I should have my license. So, Amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. That is so huge. A lot. <laughs> Cool. And I guess, so your team now, how many people are you guys? I have 13 people on payroll right now. Yeah. 13, including myself. So let's just say 12, you know? Yeah. Which is a lot. Like go from a pregnant personal trainer to now like CEO, executive licensed contractor of an air conditioning company. Yeah. That's incredible. Like (laughs) you should be so proud of the growth that you've had and what you've been able to accomplish so far. I still don't believe it. It's like, I've just... I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it's real, you know, but it is. It is. Yeah. So I, I know you touched on it briefly with your husband's transition and, and how initially, you know, it did cause a strain on your family. But over the last little while, now that you've made those changes and all of that, like how has that affected your family life? It's great because he's home all the time. <laughs> so. He's like, he basically, he's working on a book right now. He's writing a book about his journey to where he is now. So, you know, our oldest daughter is in college. So she's away at college and our son's 14. So yeah, the home life is great. Everybody is uh, content and happy and we're, we're in a good place. He's really proud of what I've accomplished because I, my story originally, I wanted to talk about the technician mindset of things, you know, we're hard and we shouldn't do hard things. And I have a jump in feet first and ask for, you know, ask later for forgiveness kind of mentality. Uh, so now that he's kind of out of the way, the company is growing by leaps and bounds because we don't have this keep it small, keep it easy mindset anymore. Right. And he's so proud of all that I've accomplished with him out of the way, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's been, it's been really great. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. And I know you said that you started doing in-home sales. So tell us a little mm-hmm. bit more about that and how has that helped or hindered growth? I love sales. I love doing sales. Like, I don't know why I love it so much. I just really love getting into a customer's house, sitting down with them, talking to them, meeting them, being in their home. You know, when you're in someone's home, it's different. Like, you know, I have some friends whose home I've never been in before, you know, and when someone might change your home, it's like, they're kind of exposing themselves to you. And I don't know, I really enjoy it. And it forced me to learn more about air conditioning. So I really had to learn about air conditioning systems and sizing and heat loads and all of that. And, but I really like the connecting with people and getting to know their stories too. Obviously I'm a people person and I'm very um, much, I don't know, excitable, you know? So, and they love to have the owner in the house, especially when I'm crawling around in their attic. They're like, 
are you really going to go in my attic? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go in my attic. I have to make sure we this job, right? You know? Yeah. So they think that, you know, I'm just, just going to come in and sell them something, but I really want to get down and dirty and show them that I can do the hard things too. So I really do love sales. And I just recently hired a salesperson and he's running the majority of my sales leads, but sometimes I'll do a couple just to go back to a customer's house. But yeah, having the owner in their home also creates more of a trust in the company. Mm -hmm. And actually really, I was closing some really good jobs there too as well, but also leads to referrals because they tell their friends, oh, the owner actually came here and sat down with me and you know, she taught me about air conditioning where most sales guys or sales people um, don't educate customers. I mean, I hear a lot of my, my female customers say, well, I had two guys come and say, I need the 14s here. I'm like those guys are doing the easy thing. They want the easy sale, but you need to know what your options are right. and let's sit down and we'll discuss. And I'll usually upsell them on because they want a better system. They just aren't, don't know what a better system is. Right. So I would teach them, you know, their choices in air conditioning as opposed to 14 here needs to be, it takes us six hours, no big deal, you know? So yeah, I like teaching people and showing them what their options are. Mm. So how have you, now that you've got a salesperson, how are you transitioning that so that, you know, that same education approach is mm. happening with your new salesperson? The salesperson that I hired is really smart. Like he knows his stuff. And when we, we ran some, we ran that for a week, we did sales calls together and um, he's very, very detail oriented and he's a high eye on this profile, like me, very energetic, you know? So um, he actually, I learned some stuff from him that he taught me about American standards, air conditioning, and just systems in general. So he too goes through them through the options with customers and he's also educational as well. So that helps a lot. And he's very friendly and his follow-up I think is better than mine because I would come back to the office and if I didn't close the sale, I got like a million things I have to do. So I would just forget about it where he is way more focused on getting that sale because he's commission-based obviously. So it's really helped our company too. Yeah. But I do miss it. I miss it so much. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to try to do at least two a week just to get in the customer's houses. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that. So before you were doing in-home sales, did you have your technicians doing that? Oh, I, you know, this was my husband's old approach because my husband was a soft salesperson, right? He never liked asking for the sale. He would say, you need an air conditioning system, Jen, send them a quote. And then I would create a quote in our system and email them and close them over the phone. And when somebody would call for a sale, I would have them and I was, you know, playing to what was easiest, you know, back in the day. So they would go out, they would gather information, give me all the information I need. And I would create the quote, call them over the phone and then close the sale that way. So when the new guy came on board and gave my husband a break, he's like, oh no, no, no. You need to get the sale closed on the job. And I knew this from my sales training from the gym industry and from my prior AC company, but the soft sales approach was easy, you know? So when this other guy started teaching me how to sell in-house and we would close right there and get a deposit check right there. I was like, God, I've been doing this wrong for so many years, you know? So, so yeah, we used to just do it really soft and not, you know, ask for the sale. And then now it's, you go to it. And if they don't want to buy right then and there, I'm not going to hard close people because I hate the hard close that used car salesman approach myself. So if they say, just email me the quote and we'll go over it tonight, then I'm totally fine with that. 
I think that's what separates us as, as well, because we're not going to send some pushy guy into your house or pushy girl for that matter to make you make a decision right there on the spot. But usually I would say 40% of the time they will make a decision there right in front of me. Amazing. So switching to, you know, you doing the in-home sales and asking for the sale right there has made, I guess, a huge impact in terms of, yeah. Yeah, it really, really did. And, and we noticed a huge jump. I think we jumped, we jumped a million dollars in revenue last year from just me doing in-home sales, but also from me not selling 14 SEER systems, not going for the basic. I was educating customers on variable speed compressors, variable speed air handlers, and selling them, you know, 13, 15, my average ticket was probably around $12,000. So that created way more revenue. We were doing the same amount of jobs, but for a larger ticket price. And that's how we grew so fast. Incredible. I love that. (laughs) So Jen, I feel like we've covered a lot here and you have so much insight to offer. So as we clue up, I, I will ask the question, any last parting words of wisdom for home service business owners who are looking to grow and to be a more effective company? Yes. And this is kind of funny because, you know, I just finished my schooling and got my license and I, of course, made friends with everybody in the class. And um, they're all because they knew I owned a company. And now they're all, they have their new license and they're starting their business and they're calling me and they're like, Jen, I need your help. How do I make my phone ring? Because they think you, you get a license to stop a magnet on your truck and all of a sudden now you're going to be an AC business, but without customers, you have nothing. You may have all the knowledge up here, but if nobody knows who you are, you're useless. So my advice to give to them is you need to get out in the community and you need to meet people. You need to join a BNI group in the Chamber of Commerce. Do whatever you can to meet people and make sure that they know that you have a skill that they need. Everybody's going to need an air conditioning person one day. And when they know you and like you and trust you and have your business card in their hand, they are going to call you. But you have to meet people. You can't stay in your house and play video games all day long and not go out and promote yourself. So find groups that you can join. And eventually they'll get to a point where they can't go to those groups anymore because they're doing the work and they're also running a business. But you have to get out and spread the word. So tell your friends to promote you. Ask you know, everybody to plug you on social media. Create your Facebook page, your Instagram page. Post jobs on it and ask your friends to share. Um, which I'm saying, make your phone ring. And I'm like, stop ringing. I'm on a podcast right now. But people have to be talking about you. And if you're not out there talking to people, they won't talk about you. So the cheapest way to market yourself is not to get you know an every door direct mail postcard campaign or get a commercial on TV. It's making people talk about you. So go meet people, pass out business cards, join your chamber of commerce, and have them help you because they want to help you grow your business. And BNI, if you can get into a BNI chapter, I suggest that highly because that really helped me grow my business too. Amazing, Jen. I th- think this has been such a great conversation about building relationships in the community, building your brand, and also improving your sales. So I know our listeners are definitely going to want to hear more from you. So what's the best way that they can connect with you or learn more about Genergy Air Services? Well, our Facebook page is, is it's hopping, man. It's a really active Facebook page. You can find us at Genergy Air Services on Facebook. Our Instagram page is really popular as well. I monitor it, the messages below my cell phones. If you wanted to chat with me or message me, you can find me through 
the Genergy Air Services Facebook. Um, GenergyAir.com is our new website. We just got uploaded. I'm still like working out the kinks, but it's just got uploaded. And then they also, they wanted to talk to me, call me at the office. I'm here mostly, you know, and I'm always willing to help give advice to help other people grow their business. Fantastic. And we'll link all of those in the show notes as well. So if you're listening, you can go to beyondthetoolspodcast.com and you will see links there to connect further with Jen. Well, thank you, Jennifer, so much. You've been an absolute delight. And I know our listeners are really going to love this episode. Good. I can't wait to hear it. I'm excited. (laughs) But what if I'm not excited? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you, Jen. Thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Beyond the Tools. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. I'd love if you could also share this episode with a fellow contractor who is ready to get off the tools and grow their business. And if you want more leads, sign up for our email list at reflectivemarketing.com, where we share weekly marketing insights that you can't get anywhere else. I'm Crystal Hobbs, and I hope you'll join me on the next episode of Beyond the Tools. See you next time.